Welcome to the after party, ladies and gents. That's Hi. it. <laughs> That's it. Chirp, chirp, chirp. I can't. What else do we usually say? I don't know. <laughs> That's like after yeah. party number five, where we talk about episodes. What? Oh, 13, right. 13, 14, 13, 14, 15. 14, and 15. We're in our teens. We got a bunch That's of right. pimples. You can't tell me what to do. Hair's growing <laughs> all over the place, and we don't even know what kind of... Anyway. <laughs> tell me more, Elena. <laughs> Leave it to yeah. me to take it there. <laughs> You're just getting to the good part. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> just discovered masturbation. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it is an after party. Uh. <laughs> well, so we start uh, in session 13. You guys have... Uh, Putting your your faith and trust and lives in the hands of these little sewer halflings, as we <laughs> had grown Didn't to affectionately so call them, have a choice in that. You could, yeah. You, know, you could have not went with them. It was either go with them or there die. I think would have been a fight. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think we killed just about everything. Yeah, but we Except already rested a bit. No, I mean at the beginning we had just killed everything. Uh, yeah, one uh, one scout had gotten away in episode twelve, I think. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah. don't think we're in any danger. Yeah, thanks to Falzerin, um <laughs> Basically, Hank was. Oh my gosh! Just obliterated. All right, that was session twelve. We're past that now, Falzerin. <laughs> I feel like we need to re- revisit it a little bit. Falzerin <laughs> well, actually finally did something, so he's gonna, you know, revel in it for a while. It'll be it'll be brought up on the next six after parties. <laughs> he talks about doing stuff all the time, so we shouldn't sell him short. Talks about it. My uh, one of my favorite lines is like, "You go up to Gozer, and then you're like, uh, after she hits you, you're like, uh, that that uh, that puts me down." Yeah. <laughs> That was just a backhanded smack. Yeah, that was nothing. That was a love tap. Well, and I actually that that part um, is it was funny, yes. But that whole exchange between the players was, I think, important um, because I believe last episode we had commented on how Elena, you uh, like Elena, was angry about how oh, that yeah. session twelve kind of went down with Hank and all that stuff, and um, I think we alluded to. Uh, Elena and Bill, you guys had 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 a conversation afterwards, kind of uh, about your frustrations. And then I, I remember I had uh, actually messaged the two of you because it was pretty clear that <laughs> everyone was kind of upset a little bit. Yeah. And just like you know, reaffirming like, okay, don't let Gozer, like as Gozer character, don't let Gozer get away without like reacting to that kind of stuff, right? As of Yeah, course, you definitely your, your did, characters. and that's when I decided, okay, as soon as I wake up, I'm going to go swing Yeah, and I, that was great. <laughs> that was awesome. Because I think in character, it makes sense. I missed, but still. Yeah, probably a good thing, though, that you, that you both missed, missed back, each other. She missed back, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Falzern doesn't care near near as much as Bryn, for good reason, right? Like, um, I don't have a, a big vested interest in whether Gozer walks up and you know, picks a fight with some random guy. But at that point, I was mostly just, you know, Falzern was annoyed that everyone's turning on each other and starting a big ruckus when we're, you know, we almost just died. Well, some of us did just, didn't, uh, yeah, someone was being dragged, Shaft. Shaft had been knocked out. Yeah, I'm not responsible for any of it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you take you took a swing at Gozer after you'd woken up? I well, she left you to die, but that. it's not like your yeah, character. Yeah, you were knows. trying to light your lantern, and and Gozer stopped you, and then you. No, that's that's that's. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of. Oh, well, in- you guys are always fighting. like. Uh, Gozer puts her foot out to trip shaft and that kind of stuff yeah. is always going on. Yeah, I think those uh, Darklings were wondering if they had gotten in over their head with you two, mo- you four mooks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. whether Bryn was lying when she said she could, she could have like saved us all the trouble and the fight and stuff. I don't know. I think that she likes to think she could have talked her way out of it and just given up Prince Charmington, and maybe like he would have left her alone. But I mean krug of crags head on the ground it's probably not the case you didn't have prince charming to give up though no but i would have told him the name oh i see of who has the amulet he pretty much already knew that though so right and i didn't know that but like that's what i would have done in the moment if we got to a talking like role play i would have told him that prince charming had it because i don't really care about that guy i'm fairly certain we would have fought one way or the other whether you had talked for a little bit first or not yeah i think hank's probably not the most forgiving of people yeah. He had a head in his bag, right? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. He wasn't coming to talk. I was mad at Gozer for f- picking the whole fight, and sort of in a way, I guess I didn't know the second I woke up who killed him, but I was like mad that I just didn't get my revenge. Personally. Or Bryn was. Because you know, you know how we worked that whole revenge speech back into the memory? Right. Yeah, so so we in, we started down in the tunnel right and that's where we had the little interchange and then we i couldn't see anything if i and we wanted to keep everything dark we traveled a long little way and then there was a lot of artwork down there that we never really we, we sort of talked about it briefly i guess but has anybody got any thoughts on all of the uh, stolen artwork and everything down there is it any relevance that's, that's one thing that um listening back stuck out to me which I wanted to compliment Leland on. I thought it was really cool this entire like not not a city per se, but this sort of like community that's living underneath the city that he has built into there. I thought that was really cool listening back that my imagination really went with it and was imagining all of these underground rooms they've made and like secret passageways and um you know what what was going on that one room we passed where they had one dude who's laying down on like an altar or something like that and they're performing some sort of rich quasi ritual thing over top of them like they're making him into a night there. king <laughs> Ooh. yeah but not, yeah there was quite. lots of really cool there was some cool stuff i think down there or at least like you know tidbits here and there that your imagination could run away with well yeah i really wanted to rest down there and like sit and enjoy and like watch some performance and leland explains it but he's like no i've got a wagon i've got a wagon like really okay and they and they were mesmerized by when we had any kind of light onto the paintings if you remember correctly yes yeah i don't know what to make of that personally so i was thinking that since they live they pretty much spend their entire lives down in the sewers and every time they come up it has to be dark so they don't really get to enjoy the sights above ground mm-hmm. and so i was Color. thinking that's what these paintings were is, is the basic sights above ground the world so yeah the yeah. world that could be well yeah light apparently affects them but when they do see in uh 
dark vision is shades of gray, right? So seeing color would be an amazing thing if you're always in the dark. Yeah. I will say allegedly stolen. Just it's not oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's not criminalized Julvi and his pals here. Okay. Well, they they didn't steal them. Hannah gave it to them, didn't she? For doing. I was say the whole contact of Hannah we didn't really talk about. That it is kind of that is kind of what the, what they mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got the impression that they were kind of given to them as payment from Hannah, this this crime lord, Indrakal, which is also another you know interesting layer. Probably a connection somewhere with Hank, maybe. Hannah's Isabella Good. (laughs) Everybody isn't Isabella Good. (laughs) I was thinking it was more a connection with the orcs, since the Darklings were getting people to sell to the orcs, that Hannah had to kind of deal with the orcs. If Hank was hunting down Crag and Prince Charmington... I'm thinking maybe Hank sold them to Hannah or something, and then Hannah sold them to the orcs type thing, like once he was done with them. Yeah, but that doesn't really explain the other people that were in the wagon. No, for sure. I'm just saying I think maybe if Hank has a connection to anyone, it's maybe Hannah. And speaking of the orcs, just before I forget, uh, if you recall, they're from different tribes, and they also seem to be under some kind of a spell or charm of some kind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the the tribes are, you know, not friendly to each other from what not we at all. know of their backstory. Or I guess, I don't know necessarily that Falzern knows that, but I know that. But as a listener, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the fact that they're fighting together for you know, one goal against us and whatever else they're doing together. With a vacant stare in their eyes. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Jewelby's got them charmed, maybe. Something to do with that tattoo, I think. Yeah. Ooh. I'm thinking yeah, the it's tattoos. the paladins of Colstis are putting that tattoo on them and it's charming them somehow. Which, again, yeah. a connection to potentially Hank. But you, you knocked him out of his charm right before your second hit killed him. So you're thinking, you know, you're so... saying is that can't be the tattoo then? Not if you, because uh, if I remember correctly, Leland said the eyes sort of, the gla- the glazed over eyes sort of refocused, and then your second attack uh, took them down. So there was a them brief in half. moment. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was a sweet hit. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as good as Falzerin's. Uh, oh god. Okay. Hit on Hank. Just. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, well, um, I really enjoyed Session 13 for sure. All that Darkling stuff I thought was really cool. But like that, I mean, I know I talk a lot in the episode, in, in like every episode, but like I, sp- I did like 90% of the talking in, in that episode. And most of it was just like strictly narration. Uh, which was, I, which I really, I, I mean, I liked, I, I mean, I, I like doing it at least. Yeah, I, I've got no objection to that. I think, That's and I fine. think that can be really interesting for listeners too, because you're 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 probably better than any of us at painting a really vibrant picture for the listeners. So, I think that's there's nothing wrong with that if it happens from time to time. From time to time, don't let it go to your head. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Time. <laughs> Where's that boner alarm? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Bill's getting Leland hard again. <laughs> oh. So the DM screen's for. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay, so we climbed up out of the uh, the tunnels, and then we were put into our our got into the back of the uh, wagon, where we were locked in, and uh, Bryn decided to kill Prince Charmington. Um, so you can tell me a little bit more about why you chose to. Uh, I mean, you wasn't on your assassination list, I assume, uh, right? No, it wasn't like a hit, but I think I made it. I tried to make it clear in role play that like. He technically, when we had our robbery back in that old spire, like the, the job that I lost my best friend Ciari, um, he was the one who woke Hank by stealing that amulet. So he like, Hank was snoring, he took the amulet, and then Hank aroused from that. So like, I blame Prince Charmington for her death, really. Be I mean, besides myself as well, as Bryn, but um... He's a big part of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I was really hoping he, I could just actually kill him right there. But I think the lesson lesson learned there was to finish the job, not let him bleed out. I know. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I Leland, was surprised uh, he didn't finish him off. <laughs> I kind of forgot that was an option. I was like, once you guys all knew, I thought you would maybe try to stop me or something. Well, so they, just, they might have. I mean, Shaft might have. That's the thing. That's why I was trying to do it all in one sneaky blow type thing. And then yeah. you made a comment that you didn't even have like a health, like a number of health for him because you didn't think I would kill him. But what did you think? Uh, was I do? think I might have. When, did I say that to you? Like off somewhere, yeah, sometime kinda, off mic must have been. I don't remember. I that thought comment. it was on mic. Well, it hmm. definitely wasn't in the episode. Uh, and uh, we wouldn't have talked okay. about it last AP either. Okay, but yeah, did you like think I would kill him or what? Why did you put I him there? Did, so, uh, actually, putting him there was uh, a bit of a reaction to the way the Hank encounter actually went because there was some information that you could have gleaned from that, and I thought maybe you would, you might have, and you didn't because of the way it went down. So, I'm like, oh, well, I'm just going to put print, I'm just charmington in the back of the wagon and let's see how that plays out maybe we'll <laughs> get something I'm, there too wasn't my fault this time glad we got the information out of prince charmington <laughs> so yeah, yeah right. so so i mean originally i hadn't hadn't planned to have him in that wagon it was so kind of a last minute thing we never get the information we're supposed to and hey, leland a good piece of advice always have the guy have a note in his pocket with all the relevant information <laughs> yeah that we well can find when we're looking for loot i had to i at least had the the in the moment was able to like after you goes or killed hank and rummages body you're like yeah there's a note uh, i'll get to it later but there's a note <laughs> <laughs> and i mean technically in character none of us know what that note says yeah but... only goes or read it yeah and goes or forgot about it um but i have a question about when when bryn stabbed charmington with her assassinate skill shouldn't it have been a critical hit or because we weren't in combat it didn't count. Well, it would be a critical hit if he was surprised. I but think he was surprised. He, well, I'm just saying Leland didn't officially say he was surprised. Yeah, no, what, what, a, we did, we had did have a conversation right? about this in Discord, didn't we? Yeah. What, what did I end up saying? Well, I think he, he said since it wasn't really in a combat situation. Um, yeah, I think um, that's kind of what I mentioned. Uh, I think the, those assassinate rules really apply more to combat. So whereas 
Since we hadn't uh, rolled initiative okay. yet. Yeah, so one, Charmington wasn't surprised, no. And I think Bryn had advantage on the attack anyways, if I recall. I'm not sure. I did, because he was restrained. Um, so you did, so yeah, you got your sneak attack anyways, right? Yes, yeah, it just did. wasn't an automatic crit. Which was the, yeah, exactly. Which was the important thing. Had you critted, had you crit him? Yeah, oh yeah, he would have been toast for sure. Like I would have just killed, like even though I didn't have a, a, a health total for him. So in that instance, I vaguely recall being like, kind of just setting almost an arbitrary like difficulty check number like I do with some skill checks, right? Like, you know, the DMG gives you like, uh, I think a DC 15 is like a moderate uh, difficulty check and like 20 is like hard or whatever. Five is supposed to be like very easy and that's the range, right? That's kind of either end of the range. So I think in that moment, I, I don't know. I don't know how much damage you did. Like I think you did 15 or 16 hit damage yeah i don't remember i feel like my first hit was like 14 or something yeah something like that but you put him very close to death and again um him actually coming out of the wagon was also kind of an on the fly like i had planned Mm -hmm. because um i think uh session 15 was the first half of uh one of like a two-hour session play session for us so 15 and 16 are was will be one session for us right Right. So there was a gap between 14 and 15 and that in that in that gap of time between us playing I was able to oh why hey why doesn't he come out that'd be cool and then you know comes out for whatever effect he I mean it was a minimal effect on the combat too which is also why I did it because he was so close to death anything would put him down Right So yeah basically he wasn't surprised so you didn't get the auto cred pretty much <laughs> I guess was that a is that something you noticed, Emma, or is that a listener question? Uh Ian texted me. That sounds I was gonna say that sounds like an Ian question. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Ian you, knows Ian. the rules. <laughs> that whole wagon thing was baloney. Just we felt like we had to rest and we had no choice and then we get like he unlocks it in front of us. So like of course he's gonna lock it behind us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just Falzern had uh, nothing to do with any but, of that decision-making yeah, process. Yeah, that's true. Process. You were unconscious. Well, yeah, but Gozer only had like a few hit points at that point, so it was right. either yeah, we all get did. in the wagon and see what happens, or go unconscious and possibly die. Mm-hmm. And if Shaft mm-hmm. and I just woke up, we had one hit point, right? So it's like I guess what probably would have happened is if it was a total party kill, they probably would have stabilized us and thrown us in the back of the wagon anyway. And then we'd wake up Maybe. wherever. Yeah. 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 That I just, 100% that's what would probably would happen, yeah. Then we'd be in <laughs> like, probably a lot more trouble because we'd all be waking up with one health point and probably, you know, a bunch Somewhere more dudes. Else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in that episode at the time, uh, Emily had made a comment about, uh, you know, is this, are you like pigeonholing us kind of into a getting shoehorn. to this wagon? Yeah. And she said that, yeah. I really, the last thing that I expected was you guys to end up in the back of that wagon. And what did you think we would do though? Because we had like no health. So, so this this is what happened. So I had uh, I knew Hank was like you guys were going to have the encounter with Hank, regardless of whether or not you ended up fighting him or how well it went or if you ran from him. I knew that was going to happen. Right. And I had also uh, had I believe it was even last after party how I mentioned where I like to go and find creatures and like think of cool scenarios that could use these creatures. And Darklings happened to be to be one of those uh, like future encounters that I have on my list. And I had forever go, I'm like, okay, there's going to be like 
uh, a bunch of darklings living under Drukal. This is going to be cool. But, like, how the hell would they ever, and why would they ever go into the sewers of Drukal? And I'm like, oh, well, maybe they can try to help them. And it, it snowballed from there. So I had, I had the, I had what the darklings were doing already thought out. And, like, that's what is happening beneath the city. And this is part of what's the goings on in, the, in Drukal. So that scenario was already there and like that's that was their mission so regardless of what condition you were in they were going to try to lure you into this position so all of these events that happened before it and you guys also you know none of you you were all fine with walking around with one hit point after waking up you know being knocked out you didn't down any of your potions like a lot of things could have went a lot of little things could have went differently which would have put you in a better position in this scenario that the darklings already knew they were going to put you in I think from the character perspective, we didn't have a reason to distrust them until we got into the wagon. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. I think we played it pretty... Like, we role-played it pretty well. Because, like, so we didn't have a reason to distrust yeah. them. So, if we did, it would have been, like, because we thought you had something going on. Right. And that's not playing the character. Absolutely. No, I don't, I don't, think, there was, I don't think there was any wrong decisions any of your characters made. I think it, was, it made complete sense for you guys to get into the wagon. By the time we got to that point and the condition everyone was in, yeah, you, you would have been kind of dumb not to get into the back of this wagon. Still at least have your faculties about you to be able to escape it, possibly. As opposed to, like Bill had said, getting potentially knocked out, thrown in the back, and just taken wherever. And I think the fact they didn't take our weapons away from us... You know, that, that's usually when you're getting ready to do something like that, you're going to disarm the people you're trying to capture. Right. Um, so they they didn't take yeah, our weapons away weird. when we got in. And there was a pile of weapons in there with the people that were already... <laughs> yeah, there was a bunch of shit. They weren't interested up. in taking any of your shit. <laughs> yeah, Emily's but, face. Yeah, that was that, weird. That was, why wouldn't they take our weapons? It doesn't make I any didn't even sense. Think of that. Yeah. I mean, if you want to subdue somebody, you don't give them a way to attack. Well, they didn't chain us up, though. No. That's what I'm saying. I was looking yeah, at it, it as a free ride for a bunch of people that were, you know, close to death. Um, it wasn't until the doors shut and I realized how it was reinforced. Well, and then we sat <laughs> so there. So we couldn't get out. And, yeah, and then we sat there for a while. There was probably stuff edited out, too. I think we were in the wagon trying to figure out what to do for a little while. I don't know. We were talking about short rest again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think I, I, cannot... I think I might have, yeah, because like we ended up basically retconning those like three hours of what exactly yeah. went down in the wagon afterwards. Anyways, we discussed like, okay, what's the order that we're doing this? Yeah, 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 yeah. it was, it was, which, like... uh, which I think is important and didn't really impact any of the the sequencing, right? I mean, so basically, I was just trying to push things along so Faldron would actually wake up, like at that time. Right. So I wasn't trying to deny you guys a short rest or healing capabilities or any anything like that or, or trying to take away any of your ability to try to escape. I was just trying to get Faldron awake. Because <laughs> <laughs> that whole episode of Faldron was like, yeah, so I'm just going to reiterate, we're trapped in the back of a wagon. <laughs> I'm still unconscious. You could give me my health potion. <laughs> I know. He was talking a lot for an unconscious man. <laughs> asleep. And He's... I called him out on it. I'm I specialize in evocation and as well um, I'm a psychic that can communicate. Oh yeah, while you're yeah. unconscious. Exactly. Yeah. Potions are greater healing are expensive too. That's true. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. So let me ask the the rest of the party then. What would your had had you 
given Falzer and his potion after Gozer backhanded him, Falzer <laughs> would have been up probably, I mean, at the very least, 10 hit points. Would that have made a difference on the decision of whether or not to get in the back of that wagon? I don't no, think so. No, because I was at one. Gozer was low, Even too. considering Falzern's track record of, like, devastating okay. Hank Ackleby. Okay, stop it. Gozer still believes that Falzern <laughs> is just about useless. So, no, she would not trust him to take care of her. I'm like... You're if, just very aloof. If you were like a, a druid that had like a rat companion or something, that, that's Falzern. Yeah. <laughs> Entertaining and fun to pat on the head. Well, spoilers, but uh, you're in uh, yeah. for future sessions, but you're in fear again replaced say, on that front there, buddy. Are you, you talking about theft? <laughs> I think even if we were all at full health, we would have still gotten the back. I think the only thing that made us sort I don't of think second Gozer guess it gotten in at, at was health. when Gozer was trying to get up front and they said I no. really don't. I really don't think I would have got in if I was full health. Yeah, I don't think I would have either. I would have seen the people in chains and turned right around. And the fact that the door was locked. Yeah. Shaft would have, I guess. <laughs> I think, I think, um, and obviously I'm not your guys' characters, but I I don't think Bryn especially, Bryn's especially crafty, right? She's a rogue assassin. I really don't think she'd get into a, the back of a thing that... Um, if she was able to defend herself, I don't think she'd get into the back of something that was previously locked and had prisoners in it. Um, no. I don't know about Shaft or go. Probably not. I would have maybe. Uh, I would have maybe. I don't know. Bryn, Bryn for sure wants the people to get away. It was. It's. Just, it was weird with the keys and leaving them just out of reach. And like, I don't know. It was just like. <laughs> Well, that was a whole different part of it. Yeah, that was I a different know. thing. It's so we did get, we did broke through, we got out, and then the battle ensued, right? Yeah. Uh, where we had the uh, the exchange of who was standing on top of the whole cover. Um, oh, we yeah. We had uh, the, a, a major discussion outside of the game about how much a bale of hay or straw <laughs> weighs. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. I don't think we've These uh, actually came... Depends on how long it's Another, been drying. I'm not sure if this is considered a listener question <laughs> well, or yeah, a just a listener question. comment. <laughs> Oddly enough, one of our listeners who asked most of the questions had the most accurate information on the weight of a bale of hay. Well, considering that they they have bales of hay <laughs> regularly <laughs> exactly, in their, so. in their Once possession. Once again, Ian comes to the rescue with the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, used to, I used to bale hay when I was younger, so I kind of roughly remember how much it weighs i used to hang out in the back of the baler when it flung out at me and try to dodge it <laughs> one time a snake came out that was scary yeah there's occasionally snakes so so i do have a question from uh, another listener uh since we're at that point really talking about um the point where elena tried to or sorry bren tried to jump up into the rafters Right. So the question comes from Mike Caldwell. He says, uh, Leland and John have explained how to calculate distance for high jump a few sessions now, but I think one thing is missed that could eventually be useful to Bryn. Uh, no one covered reach, which is covered in the last paragraph yes. of high jump in the player's handbook. Someone that does a jump can actually reach higher up to their height uh, of the, their jump. Uh, which reach is calculated by your jump distance plus one and a half times your height. 
Brynn could have used this jump to pull herself uh, onto something such as the city wall or the rafters in the small barn. Yeah. So, what's everybody think? Um, I currently have redone my player sheet, um, especially concerning the jump spell with the ring of jumping. And there was a website that I found that was really helpful. And anyway, it like took my height and it took the spell, and it all, I have all my calculations correct now. So Leland cannot tell me no. <laughs> I know exactly how high I can jump because this happens again. It'll be an episode like session 16, 16. or 17. So, oh, yeah. so session 16, we really fuck it up. Um, yeah. And I was actually going to try to cut it out, but it was not in a good spot to just cut it out. Um. But this time I didn't. I didn't cast. I didn't cast jump. Yeah. Well, okay. One, the raptors are thirty. I said they were thirty feet high. There's no yeah. way she's jumping up. Th- even with the jump spell, she's not jumping thirty feet high. So we actually didn't screw it up this time. But basically, our line of thinking was still screwing it up. So yeah, we completely. Yeah. Completely um, screwed that up and have since been like, oh great. Now that's brought another Discord conversation about this stupid <laughs> fucking jump spell. But yeah. yes, that, that is that is very important. Because so I mean Bryn can jump and grab onto something fifteen feet high. With my yeah, with my ring of jumping and the jump spell, um, if I have a ten foot movement, like a running start type thing, I can reach and grab sixteen feet off the ground. Right. Which is uh, really can, awesome. I can just <laughs> that's a with crazy a running vertical. start I can jump nine feet off the ground, just feet only, and then I can, like, jump 33 feet horizontally, which is crazy. So, like, I have it all figured out. Wow, 33 feet. Hell, you could jump over a small river. Yeah. Oh, that would be nice to know. Yes. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, that was a small river really. we crossed, not he a, said, was Not a medium-sized river, though. Yeah, not, not a medium-sized <laughs> river. <laughs> no, that would be ridiculous. Future <laughs> sessions. But hey, I just oh, gave there's... you I just gave you jumping on that hay, the bale of hay or the hay, hay yeah, pile. Fine. God, I had trouble saying hay <laughs> bale too in that episode. Say that ten times fast. No. So <laughs> one of my favorite parts was when uh, Bren was on the uh, the manhole cover and um, we had the switcheroo, right? No, I guess uh, Falzerin was on Falzerin and Bren was. went over to yep, help. Yep, yep, yep. And then uh, Falzerin immediately got off now i'll have to say falzerin did the right thing it was going to fall right it was cracking yes falzerin 100 percent did the right off. thing <laughs> yeah yeah i mean uh, but indication but brin seemed to be pretty upset about the fact that you uh traded like, spots i wasn't asked me to I mean, help and then you ran no, away I didn't. did i ask her yes you did and then later you uh, helped me and i'm like now you help I think me what happened what falzerin was thinking um in the time in the time is that you know, maybe it would maybe it would help to have two of us on there to prevent them from pushing it up or something like that. But then once she got on, and I think Leland, you it was explained that we you know explained what was happening and saw that it was starting to sag more. I clued in. Oh crap! They're not going to push it up. They're going to break it and it's going to fall in. It's going to splinter. So then I realized, okay, two of us on this is not helping. So I got off. Well, anyway. Which conveniently allowed me to throw spells at people. Yeah, I think you hopped off and roasted Julvie. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I don't want to say that Falzern's getting all the kills, but <laughs> I certainly have killed Earlier Hank and you, Julvie. you threatened Gozer with Fireball, which you don't even know. <laughs> she didn't know that. <laughs> so there, um, I think this fight actually turned out pretty good. Again, it was like almost two full sessions of fighting. I guess the really 
closer to one and a half, I think, if you kind of put the whole time frame together. But um, I thought it was a really good fight, and it was it was a very difficult fight, or it was supposed to, anyways. But you guys all like every single saving throw you guys made. Like mm-hmm. Shaft, like sloughed off like three different saving throws that would have like mind controlled him or something. Like, right? Oh yeah. So Gozer did build up a tolerance to that poison. That could have went way different. No, that's not how it works. (laughs) (laughs) I was a little disappointed in my use of inspiration. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I didn't even know you could use inspiration like that. Yeah, but it got me one. Why? Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't you be able to? I just like like you don't think you think there should there's like a clause there should be a clause that. No, I just always thought you you. You roll, and then if you don't like your roll, you use your inspiration to roll again. You don't get, like, a preemptive advantage. I just, I never knew that. Never played like that before. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I guess I, get, I understand that, but that's literally the exact same thing. It is the same thing. It's the exact same thing. You're, you're, still, have, you're still rolling 2d20s. and or, right. or you, oh, sorry, but, you, but actually what you mean is the second result replaces the first one. Is that what yes. you mean, Emily? Yes. Oh, I get it. No, but yeah, by five E rules is written. I think it's it just like straight. It just says gives you advantage. I think, which is why it it uh, help it you know triggers the sneak attack with the rogue. Ability. Yes, I think strictly just because of the wording. But ah, uh, that's interesting though. That's I, I I almost like that better actually. No, wait, no, forget <laughs> I said anything. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of we, uh, I think it was session fifteen where we introduced some of those. Uh, house rule variants that we're now playing with. Yeah, we got to listen to your voice for like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I had to listen at two times the speed, my gosh. Alright, no one's saying anything. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I want some magic items, okay? Come on, I'm I want to rip on Suck Leland. it up to Leland as much as possible. Alright, that's true. Touche. Yeah, so you're saying, Leland, we you introduced Cleave, and what, what was the other thing you... Multiple inspirations. Oh, right, yes, the five... And Party inspiration. you guys reward yourselves inspiration now. Yes, I really like that uh, idea. And yeah, DM. it's a great idea we haven't used. Yeah, we've yet to right. actually take advantage That's of it. That's true. Well, I forgot about I mean, it until we brought it back up. Well, quite frankly, this time, Julie. it's not on me, it's on you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it because I didn't write it down, but Falzerin apparently did. Give give me an inspiration, bro. Yeah, I made I made five uh, little tick boxes on my sheet to keep track of inspiration I can hand out. And before we talked about it again, did you remember why you made the five little tick boxes on your sheet? Um, <laughs> on the on the fifth after I give out five, then the DM gets inspiration. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Right. Which we don't want to happen. No. So. Yeah, but she's saying, did you actually remember you had them? Like while we've been playing every time since? Oh yeah. Yeah. What? And you didn't give I mean, us any I keep inspiration? Killing all the the bad guy leaders, oh, so why am I going to give an inspiration to you guys? <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was thinking like I never mentioned that uh, I never mentioned that I have veto power, and whether or not one of your instances of inspiration was ridiculous. <laughs> what? Oh, so I, I didn't mention I didn't mention that. I will probably reserve the right the veto the the veto powers. Um, but on one hand, can though, you give yourself inspiration on one hand? No, I wouldn't do that unless you're in that five that I get it. But on one hand, like I want you to use those free five. So I get it right. 
like yeah. it's a, it's yes. like a double-edged sword so yeah yeah you can throw around the first five like all willy-nilly but then the next five is a little more risky yeah did you get what i meant though like could bryn give her could i give Bryn oh I, i'm sorry um i don't think so i think that's a little it's not quite above I, yeah, board there Bryn. No. <laughs> just that's thinking outside fun. the box you could probably suggest it and therefore remind the rest of us that that's something we can do yeah you That's could say true. the rest of the party's feeling very inspired after <laughs> Bryn just did that I thing. I feel like Bill might have needed some inspiration a couple uh, well, I don't, more recent sessions. I don't need your inspiration. For what? <laughs> oh, more recent. And more, okay. Yeah, when he decided <laughs> to walk somewhere by himself. <laughs> well, I, I will a, say, you guys, you guys frequently keep mentioning how Falzern is use, is casting spells and killing people. That's not worthy of inspiration. That's what right, an adventure that say. throws magic does. Like that. So just <laughs> FYI, Falzern will never get inspiration for using a spell that kills somebody. Yeah, inspiration's yeah. supposed to be to promote role playing. Uh, yes, good role playing. Ex- that's exactly right. Mm. And it does say in the book that it gives you advantage. It does say it does. Yeah, strictly say advantage. Well, in the instance I was talking of, Bill was role playing Falzern pretty well. Yeah, actually, no. I think yeah, those later sessions, you could probably make a case for that. I think it's just something we need to we need to keep in mind, uh, along with cleave, right? I mean, that's something I think we've used. We've used a few cl- times cleave quite after. a bit, yeah. John, um, I'm sure you've used cleave quite sometimes. Yeah, it's very helpful. So actually, and I, and we've actually missed use cleave a couple times since. Um, oh. I always we had to just remember that you can't. You can only cleave somebody that's adjacent to you. I think uh, a couple of times. Are we talking like motorboat or what? We've reached, uh, we've cleaved <laughs> into somebody like 10 feet away. So I don't know what motorboat means in Canada, but here in the U.S., I don't think it has anything to do with that. A motorboat kind of is, is a... You can a only cleave a, someone adjacent to you. <laughs> I'm just a motorboat's wondering. a big, long wooden boat that fits like one to three people and you use a paddle on either side. It's uh-huh. sometimes made of birch bark. That's a motorboat? Oh, yeah. I'm describing a canoe. In Canada? Oh. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Our motorboats sound like... <laughs> but they don't yeah, go. that's what I was thinking. <laughs> they don't go that's, in the water. That's what I was talking about, John. <laughs> now I stopped the whole conversation just for my one dumb joke. I'm yeah, sorry. What, All right. talking about? what else is new? So, Cleave. Cleave. Yeah. I can't uh, think I, of an instance where, where we messed up Cleave. What... Is there one you have in mind, Leland? Yeah, yeah, there was a later session, but it was... Oh, um, it's later on. Um, but again, it's it's not that big a deal, really, because that, that was actually one of the times we were not on roll 20, and it was all up in the air kind of thing. But uh, Again, it, it doesn't... It, it really doesn't matter. I am looking forward to um, hurling some inanimate objects and potentially doing some cleave. Yeah, we'll oh. see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I think you set the ground rules by saying you would give Bryn the ability to have an arrow go through yeah. one target and go into another. That would be another, yeah. if they were lined Absolutely. up appropriately. Which, which oh, when yeah. uh, Shaft can use his rapier to go through Yeah, two, oh yeah, as, absolutely. Rather than, the, as we were talking about before, or, or in a later episode a about slash. slicing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but your rapier stab would still have to be against two people... Adjacent, adjacent. To yeah, yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. my arrow would have to go through. Like, what body part would an arrow actually go all the way through? Any of them. I would think the really? two yeah. you would be the best. I'm not a bow. I'm not a bow hunter, but like 
a whole arrow can go through a whole like um, torso of a I body? Think, I think it's sure. through someone's throat. Well, I like yeah, the idea throat. of you know um, managing the battlefield and um, strategic um, or tactical um, positioning and that sort of thing. So I think it's going to be cool for Bryn and possibly me to falter into you know try and get in positions where we might be able to take advantage of that wait who are you again i'm falzer i'm a magic (laughs) user which is where roll 20 will come in handy as long as we describe that you know you have half cover three-quarter cover and uh full cover right i mean there's those give a disadvantage and and uh make it harder to be hit you can also drop to the ground right and fall behind something and have cover yeah absolutely I don't think a lot of people do that, and at least in my experience in D and D, to use that because it's more of a wargaming type of feel than theater of the mind. But yeah, like Bryn could have been ducking in and out of behind that wagon with her bow, right? And because you can move, attack, and then continue your movement as long as you still have movement spaces, right? And that was the reason Shaft jumped back into the the back of the wagon and and did a you know. I always say hold your action, uh, ready my ready, action, yeah. uh, because I didn't want to be hit in the, the time period between. I figured that Gozer would be coming back my way, and then I'd get uh, you know an attack on whatever it was that we're we were fighting at the time. Yeah. Your use of ready to action made me like remember and realize that I could do ready to action. Like I don't think I've ever yeah. done it, even yeah, I didn't to realize playtime. Um... Now we'll say. Ready in action to me is still not a good way to to do it. You're actually, in my case, I'm losing an action in the process. Yeah. Yeah, you are. You're, you're literally you're trading your action and using your reaction. Like, yeah, you right. do you do come out on the losing. You're losing on the deal. Come out <laughs> on the... <laughs> yeah. To me, I would think it'd be better if. If you had disadvantage, maybe on one of those attacks or something like that, it seems like a bad so, something you wouldn't really need to do. Um, what you're doing is you're rolling initiative, you're getting a very good initiative, and then you're being punished for it because you don't like. I don't know what Gozer's going to do, and I don't want to attack the guy first, so I want to wait and see what kind of hell you guys are going to get me in. So if I ready my action and you do something that gets us in trouble, now I've lost an action. But if I True. and I'm getting punished because I I was high in initiative, so I don't really think that's a fair bad shaft give and take. No, I'm the good one. <laughs> You're the one that gets us in trouble. Yeah. I uh, I I think I do agree with you there for sure. Yeah, it it is a weird, it's a weird uh, punishment. It seems. But I mean, I think generally, well, like you're rolling initiative, like you're fighting. Like, what right. uh, what else are you gonna do? Are you gonna see if everybody runs away? Like, but I, I do totally get where you're coming from, and you're and you're yeah. right. It is kind of a weird uh, use. I think I I think its intention is like using it like how we did with the wagon, pushing that wagon over the hatch, kind of thing. Right. And it, oh yeah, yeah. And more like. Um, you know, well, I mean, one of the example in the player's handbook it gives you is like if you're waiting for somebody to to step on and or, or get to a certain spot before you're like throwing a lever that you know activates a trap or or whatever closes the gate maybe or, or something like that, right? Right, but those are those are not combat actions. I would uh, say. they absolutely could be. They're 
Hundred percent, they could be. I, well, again, they're not I combat. Guess. They're not a. Atta- they're not like strictly combat actions. Yeah, you're right. But should if you guys are fending, say you're fending a wall and a gate, right? And then you know a higher Bryn with a twenty three initiative is able to back up to the inside of the gate while firing arrows, or get into the gate to where she wants to pull it and close it, but still needs to wait for you guys to get inside. She just says, okay, when everyone's in, I'm closing this gate. Like that kind of thing, right? I think that's the intention. Yeah. I think that's the intention for that ready ready in action. Yeah, I, I think the, the rules are fine. I think you just have to weigh that you're going to lose. You potentially could lose an action if you have more than one action. on. Well, and, that. and actually it's something we didn't say uh, with Falsey. When you ready that spell, if you don't end up meeting the prerequisite that you that you've set to cast that spell, you lose that spell. Oof. Oh, so I lose yeah. a spell slot even though I didn't cast it. I, yeah. I believe that's, I believe that, I'd have the double check, but I'm pretty sure that's how that works. So it is I, I very, so yeah, it's very uh, risky. And if he gets attacked while holding the spell, he would have to make a constitution, con- a concentration, concentration. Yeah. Yeah, that works. That's right. To, to, keep, to maintain, because it is, you are basic, you are concentrating on holding that spell. That's what it's considered as. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. That'll that'll make me really, you know, think hard about ever using that in the future. Because that's a costly. My yeah, could be. My spell slots are, you know, I don't have a lot of them. You need to uh, do a better job of keeping track of your spell slots because I know you use more uh, than you had available after that hang fight. You did not have nearly as many slots available as as we used when we played. Because you know, of course. That next session we played, we hadn't listened back to what we had the previous one, right? Which was the Hank fight. So, and also in at that in session fifteen at the very end, you guys start the long rest. Like Bryn, you for sure have used hit dice. There's no way you had all three of your hit dice. So like that things that's things we need to keep better track of because um, I keep better track of it now. I yes, don't know. absolutely, absolutely. Again, it's I guess not really that big of a deal. I I don't really. How the hell can I penalize for you you guys for that when you have zero healing? <laughs> like I should all I should almost legitimately just be like, you know what? You get all your hit dice every long rest and just not even worry about it. I'm good with that. And spell slots are go. are a, kind of a guideline. Suggestion. No. <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> I have a bit of a, a mechanics question myself. We've. Uh, <laughs> I know I took a lot of a lot of airtime discussing short rests and long rests <laughs> in these three episodes, um, but I was. I have a question about when you're in combat. Um, one thing I've never taken advantage of is disengage, and you know this hasn't happened yet. But as the type of wizard that I'm playing, I really don't want to be up close and personal with bad guys, basically because I have a lot of ranged spells, so that puts me at disadvantage if I'm and casting a ranged spell. And, yeah, Super and squish. I'm easy to hit, and I don't have a lot of HP. So can we kind of just go over what exactly Disengage does and how that benefits us, or would benefit someone? Well, you in particular. Um, okay, let's go back to the Hank fight again that you so love to bring up the end of. <laughs> Uh, when I mean, those, insist, when the two, when the two scouts rushed you out of your fog cloud and came up to you with their swords drawn, if you wanted to back away from them without getting hit, then you would have to use your action to disengage, which means you can leave an adjacent square 
uh, with an enemy without them getting a, an attack of opportunity on you. But a good thing to keep in mind is their movement is probably the same as your movement. So if you only move thirty feet, they're going to move thirty feet up and hit you. Right. So your best bet is to double or is to can't. dash. If disengage but would you be the action. That's right. Yeah. So the trouble the trouble becomes then. So if I disengage, I've only got my thirty feet of movement, which they very well may have. Um, and if I choose to not disengage then i can then choose to dash which will double my movement and hopefully get me but then they get an opportunity attack so either way there's a good possibility i'm going to get attacked because if i disengage and move 30 feet they may move 30 feet and attack if i dash 60 feet um they get an opportunity attack and they might be able to dash right up to me again so i'm in the same position next turn yeah anyway it's it's difficult um also, though, keep in mind to take an, act, an attack of opportunity, you have to have a reaction available because that you spend your reaction to take that attack of opportunity, and everybody only gets one reaction per round. So, like this may come in, in come up if you are fighting like uh, as opposed to uh, a, lo- a higher number of enemies, like we actually generally have been. Uh, if you were fighting like one big dude, if somebody else triggers its reaction, you would be fine potentially unless they have some ability to walk away from them right. because they've already spent their reaction for that round i see so keep that in mind too and that's the same thing for you guys like when you again back to the readying in action for you to use that ready to action it costs your reaction meaning you don't get to do anything else that costs reaction until the beginning of your next turn until your next turn comes around so keep that in mind too with with as far as reactions go i don't super know that i've ever used reaction I know Bill has, like, reaction spells, but, like, what are your options for a reaction? Saying, oh, crap, that hurt. Outside of, uh, outside of class-specific things uh, and, like, feet, feats that give you reactions, it's, it's to take an, an attack of opportunity. Okay. So I have, I have a question. Uh, Elena, do you know what chain mail is yet? Yeah, have you looked that no, up? Is that... Yes, I did. <laughs> More we ring were just mail. weird. Yeah, he said ring. Didn't he say ring mail? I did say ring mail. Know. Yeah. Yeah, we were watching uh, Game of Thrones the other day, and I was like, "Hey, that's chainmail." <laughs> I knew what it was. Um, I I did have a follow up to that question. So Misty Step is a spell um, that I can use as a wizard to basically teleport thirty feet. So in that same situation where I'm trying to get away from an enemy or a group of enemies and not get smacked in the process, how does that, how could that, how could Misty Step play into that? What's the casting time? Is it a bonus action or is it a, an action so, action? One bonus action. So it's a, it's bonus, a bonus action. action. So that's great. Um, yeah. So I, I, I do believe that the, uh, I don't think the tele. The teleportation, like if you missy stepped away from somebody, that does not provoke an attack of opportunity. Like if you if you did any means of teleportation away from something, that's not that does not provoke an attack of opportunity. I'm I'm pretty. So could he misty step thirty feet away and then dash sixty feet and then that's ninety feet away? Absolutely, yes, absolutely. That's pretty yeah, good. Okay, so that's how I could use that theory. Now yeah. and also keep in mind, so you could you could misty step as a bonus action, then just move regularly thirty feet away. And then still have your action to cast right. uh, a cantrip. Can he cast another spell? Oh, cantrip, yeah. But not another spell. You can why, cast no, a spell can, and a cantrip? Why can I cast a... 
so there is a restriction with uh, spellcasting, and specifically, it the restriction applies if you use your bonus action to cast a spell of of uh, of first level or higher. Then you can only use your action to cast a cantrip. Gotcha. Oh. So you can you can technically cast two spells a turn, but not two leveled spells. Right. Right. Okay. Do you know Misty Step? Well. <laughs> He does now. As well as he knows Fireball. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, unless there's any objections, um, and I'm sure there's going to be rioting on Twitter, but I when, I when we leveled up most recently, I picked a spell that I haven't used yet that I think would be less useful than Misty Step. And so um, I'm kind of wanting to get rid of that spell that I picked and spell Misty it? Step instead. Uh, I can't even remember what it was. It was, a, it was a damage spell that I haven't used. Have yet. you been telling Leland what spells you have? So, like, could you have switched it without saying anything and nobody could would have, know? Yes. Yeah, he could. he's totally being could have, so. But I am chaotic good. <laughs> he's being so good is what I was gonna say. Not chaotic. We're not talking about Falzrin. We're talking. We're talking about Bill. <laughs> um, I I am inclined to say no. You chose it. Ugh. You have been you have been awful with picking and maintaining your spells. I don't even know if you're preparing <laughs> your spells a day properly. Like I have no idea. That's shit that I can't micromanage, right? That's up to you to, to know. <laughs> no, but no, I, I am being serious. And regardless of, of whether or not you're a new player, like the DM is should never be expected to know all the abilities of their. They're not your babysitter. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't expect you to. So no, you're stuck with that spell. If you want to take Missy Step at level five when you when you gain two more, if should you survive that long, then absolutely. But the spells you have have picked and, and written five, down you in your spell book those are your spells more. you have lost the title of benevolent <laughs> i never earned <laughs> that title, buddy. <laughs> you could go to potentially go to magic 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 and they might have a scroll there in which you could purchase and then scroll you know scribe into your book and then yep you could know it absolutely but who creates the magic that, shop that, that has the scrolls on... <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah what do you think the odds are the man that, who John? creates the scrolls i think uh mr market will probably be pretty expensive <laughs> uh, as he sets the price but uh i guess it all depends on how uh how you want to bribe leland i guess <laughs> yeah okay i do have uh, another question from from mike this is more just to get things stirred up a little bit out here, it says. Uh, wait, wait, wait! Before we do that, I have one more, one more comment about. Oh, sure, the, go ahead. About the battle. So, the battle. Uh, it was kind of a tiered battle, right? It actually, kind of had. It turned out to have like three different tiers, really, right? The first orcs and Julvi, and then the spider eel things came, and then fin- finished off with the darklings, and the. Darklings, though, was like a last-minute thing. I was not planning on having those three Darklings involved in the fight. Um, but I only put them in there because you guys covered the hole and made it. So, like, you just, you like, you stopped them, right? And so I had them there to possibly be able to bring out in case you mopped up in the fight, which you pretty well did. <laughs> which And that's kind of the only reason that, uh, that the Darklings were, were there. Well, we wagon wheeled them. Yeah, and then you wagon wheeled them, and that's probably also why I completely forgot uh, about like they they explode in a burst of light when they die, because I only did yeah. it with one of them or two of them. Yeah, the other two. I the, that. the other one was a dud. Yeah, the other one was yeah. Julie. <laughs> yeah. Julie was a dud. Dran was a dud. Um, 
so that's probably why I, I screwed those up. But like that, there's a lot of that was actually a, there was a lot of different shit I had to be like, <laughs> I had like six different books in front of me for that combat because I fucking made it way too complicated when it <laughs> I shouldn't have done it. But I also screwed up um, uh, Bluck Bluck's uh, spiritual weapon. I totally fucked up using that that uh, that spell, and it's a really good spell. But one I cast it as he cast it as an action when it's casting time bonus action. And right away when you cast it, it gets an attack. So, like, there should have been an extra attack on Bryn, which, nah, it doesn't really You're talking matter. about the, so- the spiritual sword? This, okay, one, it is it was a spear, which I clearly said, in, <laughs> but you guys r- repeatedly were calling it a sword for whatever reason. <laughs> he was even wielding a physical spear that his spiritual weapon emulated, which I also said. <laughs> well, you know what? I kept thinking it was a sword, a glowing sword. Yeah, well, you you have to listen to, listen to the things I'm describing because I will s- stop repeating them. Because <laughs> well, sewer halflings, what else have we misnamed? <laughs> but I don't know. That's kind of um, an example of how you know you got to change everything on the fly. Even the, even when you have a certain number of people in a combat, shouldn't be afraid to mix up that combat as well, too. I guess right. There's a lot to think about when you're running everything on that side of the screen. Yeah, well, I shouldn't have had so many different enemies, too. That was just stupid. <laughs> so, let's go to the question here. It says, uh, Leland, stop picking on Elena. This is how this starts. Wait, who's uh, asking this? I like this is, them already. Is, yeah, I figured you would. This, this, is, is, this uh, is already this is bullshit. Mike. This is already bullshit. Uh, <laughs> session 14, barn jam during Bryn's first attack. She rolls a nat 20. Immediately after, you remind her she's an assassin archetype, which gives her advantage when she gets the drop on her enemies. Why didn't you give her an at 20 instead of making her re-roll the entire attack? You literally just told her she gets a second roll and have an advantage after she already rolled that. Why didn't that roll count? I roll. I want to say something real quick. It actually worked out in her benefit because... She would have only had one nat 20, which would have been one extra die roll, but only adding her modifier once. When she re-rolled, she had two hits, which was rolling the die roll twice, adding the modifier twice. So she actually got more damage done. More potential damage done. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Um, well, thanks. Yes, I'm, <laughs> I am always right. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's what I said there. Yeah, that's pretty much that's what I heard. Anyway. <laughs> That's what I heard. That's so what... the reason that I didn't take her second roll is because she went and just rolled it after I had said, oh, yeah, the first one's a miss. Like, that's that's not how advantage works, right? You, <laughs> So, you, yes, I could have been nice and be like, okay, great. This, this second D20 roll that you rolled without provocation, yeah, it was a natural – it was a critical hit um, – I could, yeah, I could have taken. That was just a call that I made. There wasn't any specific mechanic. It was just me being, well, okay, yeah. just re-roll the whole thing. So, I remember pouting a little bit, but being like, whatever. So. Well, I still gave you... I mean, you got two more additional chances to roll a critical hit, I guess, but... Which you almost did. You said you rolled two 17s. But yeah, that that's basically why. And um, there's another instance in an episode coming up <laughs> where Bryn also bitches that she rolls the 20 and I just disregard it. Uh, Whatever. Th- so, like, don't roll the d20 unless I'm asking to roll the d20. That's basically what it boils down to. I don't need you to roll it, and I don't care what you get unless I'm going to apply your roll to something. So that's what was it boils down to. Was it for a to. skill check or something? Yeah, I think it was a skill check. Yeah. I think it was. I was like, I'm going to roll skill check too, and then, yeah. You didn't ask me. <laughs> I guess attack rolls are different. 
And yeah, I could have I could have been nice and giving me that critical hit. But like I said, you guys are mopping up that combat anyways. John, who's my new best friend? Who said that? That was Mike Caldwell. He he's a avid listener. Hi Mike. Thanks he for said, sticking up says, for me. As a matter of fact, he says that he feels that you get picked on way too much. Yeah. Just in general. I dish it out too though. I, it's okay. Yeah, you do. Disagree that, wholeheartedly. Yeah, I'm just so. saying. <laughs> Elena's is the bully of this podcast. I'm easy to get, I'm easy to get riled up. I'm used to siblings that like know what buttons to push and like I just, I'm dramatic about it. So after the battle, I think, I mean, did we, I think we pretty much covered everything except maybe a little bit of Jolvi, the, the bard that we, you know, we took out. Yeah, this um, final. I say we collectively. Uh, uh, final tour. Yeah, he's at his final. It met his demise and didn't get to go to his last. Uh, Actually, his last gig. I think all. I think you legit did collectively kill. I think all, all four of you had at least one hit on Jovi. Absolutely. Gozer Gozer mm-hmm. popped him right away with her uh, returning hand axe. Yeah. And uh, I know Bryn shot him at least once. Did you get a stab on him, Shaft? I believe I did. Yeah, I, think I can't so. recall. Uh, you know, just because Falzerin comes in at the end with a, you know, don't have to roll for magic missile kind of thing. I don't know if he killed him with magic missile this it time. It was no, chromatic he, orb, no, I think. He critically orb. hit him with a chromatic orb, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So everybody gets lucky every once in a while. I mean, a crit's pretty good. <laughs> chromatic orb's a good spell. We'll, we'll give you the crit. No, I'm sorry. Next crit, you have the re-roll, Falzerin. It's only fair. I did it to yeah. Brent. I did it to Brent. Now I have to do it to all of you. I'm Sounds sorry. Fair. Exactly. Take Misty Step away from me. Take my crit twenties away from me. <laughs> These spider creature things. Uh, also, uh, Leland mentioned in combat that Jolvi was not, uh, not was aware of them yeah. and not surprised by them. So yeah. So you know, all these things are working together in some way. Um, the, I can't know, picture the, an eel-headed spider, though. I don't know. Yeah, what were those things called? You don't know what they're called. Ah. Why can't you tell us? I mean... Elena, Bill, and Emily, and John. Don't make us Google. Because <laughs> I don't want you metagaming anything. Right. Too late. Mm. I'm, good with, I'm good with not knowing. <laughs> so I then we leave. Too uh, we're on our way <laughs> to, I believe... We decided when we left we were on our way to Goldham, correct? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're we pretty much the episode ends, if I recall, the last one we we make it out. We have a nice long conversation about what a short rest is again, <laughs> and uh, that's where we end it, right? Yeah. yeah With the, no, so. we found out that it was lightly raining. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. weather. Oh, you, John, don't even how could get you forget me. <laughs> the weather. I, I do recall the light rain. It, it was misty, and I, I I enjoy the weather updates. Uh, I, do, I do miss I do them too, a little actually. bit. I think I think they sort of went away, and I I know if you uh, it feels like that because of the number of sessions we've played. But again, it's in game days passing have not even been like a day right. since. <laughs> like that's the problem. <laughs> well, every time you can say it, you can count on me being like, "Thanks, that helps us so much." It does and help I'm you. Glad I'm right out of the moment. I mean, when when Leland's describing the mist and and the light <laughs> rain, I it, I just close my eyes and I can see it all. And then you come in and go, I don't give a shit, and it just destroys <laughs> the whole role playing session for me. Okay, 
And maybe I won't. And that's why we pick on her. I was just going to say, yeah. That's why Elena gets the shit end of every stick. No, <laughs> no, but mechanically, that can help um, Bryn. That's if, why if I did it. That's the only reason I did it was for Elena's fucking benefit. What's and she shits me? all over it. That's literally the only reason I made it. It's about me? I don't have anything that depends on the weather. Yeah, you do. And I explained obscured, it in, uh, it in the episode. It can help you um, get a surprise or a Lightly obscure, or like yeah. But what? The he weather's going to obscure me? It's raining hard enough. If it's raining. Oh, when, yeah, rain that counts. can Goodness count as gracious. being lightly obscured, absolutely. It can make it easier for you to hide. That's literally the only reason I did it. So I'm just going to delete that weather table file I have. And <laughs> no what more. about John? It's always sunny. It's always sunny in Esparadelphia. <laughs> what, about John? Uh, what about John's immersion? I don't think I can continue to play this game. I'm sorry. The immersion has been broken. It's like knowing you were living in the Matrix. It's never the same. Oh, <laughs> the steak? Oh, mush food now. You're unplugged. Which pill are you going to take? <laughs> Wait, that's the wrong part. No, no. That, that's, okay. I mean... I'm like, am I quoting the wrong movie? <laughs> Everyone got really quiet. I'm really bad at quoting movies. Does, I was no, trying to think no, which but, pill I was going to take. But, but this, <laughs> the scene is where he's eating the steak. And he's discussing the, you know, what's reality and what's not. The steak tastes delicious. Isn't it but bugs it's nothing. or something? No, no, it's just, it's a computer program. Oh. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I never fully, anyway. It's like Lost. You never know what really happened. Please don't compare the Matrix to Lost. <laughs> Please. Travis Please cut all this out. I'm so bad at movie, <laughs> at movie quotes. I said it. It was completely silent. Should just cut it out. So is there anything else we want to hit on before we wrap this up? We're a little over an hour here. An hour and You want to hit on Bryn again? Okay, I'm raising nah. myself. Leland, who do you like? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us. We know you like someone. I don't. Do you have a? You can't. Do you have a crush? You can't tell anybody. No, I can't tell anybody. Who's your crush? That was a user submitted question. I have a cootie catcher. Pick a number. <laughs> Three. Pick a letter. C. Pick a color. Blue. Emily does not like Leland. <laughs> <laughs> How did no? I don't know. <laughs> because when you unfold that thing, that's what everyone says. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, Emily did not like Leland. The question was, who do you like, but say it like a 12-year-old living in the 80s at a sleepover. They uh, used the right hashtag. That was from the Board Boys. Thanks, Board Boys. BBs. Do uh, 12-year-olds don't have not have sleepovers anymore? I don't know. I don't know. I it's a thing of the 80s, I guess. I wasn't a 12-year-old in the 80s, so. Yeah, me either. I was. Me either. Okay. John was graduating <laughs> university. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's 10 years in the 80s, right? Yeah. right? yeah. I was 12 in the very early part of that. There you go. And, uh, yeah, I was out at the end, yeah. We didn't even exist. <laughs> I was 12 when John was graduating high school. That's not that big of a gap. No, but when you say it like that, it sounds really creepy. I was 12 when the Spice Girls hit their peak. Yeah. Spice up your life. Yeah, that's true. And Backstreet Boys in sync. Yep. Well, we're the same year, so that makes sense. Yeah, that's true. I used to love the Spice Girls. I did as well. Ooh, who's your favorite Spice Girl? I always liked Baby Spice. 
Of course scary. you'd go well, for Well, everyone likes scary spice. for life. You like scary spice? Yeah. You married a girl that looks nothing like her. I'm not saying I liked her for her looks, necessarily. For her attitude. He likes to be... Now, you have a... What was it? Scary Spice? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably more Elena's attitude, right? It's kind of fitting, because I have a note here that says, Don't piss off a nurse. They are scary. <laughs> they know where scary, to puncture scary you. Scary Spice. There you go. They know how to make you bleed out. Yeah, I, my favorite was always Sporty Spice, but that was because I was sporty. I think at 12, yes. I only wore Adidas. I think everyone uh, at 12 only wore Adidas. Sambas. It's popular in uh, in the motherland. The motherland. <laughs> well, that's where they came from. What are you from? talking about? I don't It's a. It's not a polite <laughs> joke to make. It's casually, ra- it's casually racist, as Dan Hughes would say. Did you, uh, did you listen to the, uh, what is it? Uh, stuff you should know episode on Adidas then is that what no. you're referencing oh yeah no, but they go I into did. the whole uh, yeah the whole Adidas German, uh, yeah well no I think it's uh, I thought it was Russians who really like Adidas uh, yeah. you should check oh, out the podcast the motherland. okay there's my no, promotion I will listen nice. to it nice yeah we'll end it with a promotion <laughs> stuff you should know and that's Adidas when our, and that's when our listener count went to zero <laughs> <laughs> when when they started to we don't have any listeners in russia do we (laughs) not that we know of no not yet because it's that map is really bare in that area all we need is one listener such a one big country just light that up yeah we get that greenland would help as well get some color yeah greenland would be great do you want to give us most of the world the too long didn't listen about russia about or not russia um adidas in germany no, because I'll get it all screwed up. Just uh, you can listen to it. <laughs> it's an internet joke that I've seen. Anyway, I don't actually know if there's any accuracy to it. Any anything else we want to plug? Uh, we want to <laughs> directly or plug, indirectly. We want to plug butt paste because it can really plug you right up. Yeah, what? That's not what butt paste I don't is know. supposed to do, though, is it? I don't think that's don't what it's know. supposed to be. These currently unnamed <laughs> spider things and their butt paste. That was so dumb. <laughs> um, four, four out of five of us are going to be at Origins this year. Hey, that's true. And I feel like... at Origins, come say hi. We need to... We got to, merch uh, to hand out. We have merch to hand out? Stickers. Yeah. We have stickers, stickers. to hand out. It's <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm, I'm, Everyone who comes to say hi gets a brand new car. <laughs> <laughs> we should go get some matchboxes. Or a boxes. sticker. Yeah. Um, well, it, it's got decals on the side of it with incorrigible party. Well, uh, you know what we look like from the website and or you're one of our friends and that's why you listen to us. <laughs> that's the majority um, of people. <laughs> we'll wear our t-shirts. All yeah. four days. And all no. four days, yeah. All four days. So you better see us day one, because day, by day four... I'm bringing lots of cologne. It's going to be rough. Well, we could wear it one day. What's, like, the busiest day? Friday or Saturday or something? Saturday's the busiest. Oh. Well, Friday uh, might be the busiest. Around. So we will wear our shirts either Friday or Saturday. Come get a sticker. Yeah, I'm excited. Elaine and I, are. it'll be our first con ever. Going to be sweet. That. Con cherry. <laughs> Inappropriate. <laughs> well, what is that worse than saying like we're convergence? No, no I, liked, I, think, I liked it. 
Yeah. I mean, well, we started this this whole thing. I, I really had to step back away from all of the foul language and and uh, crude jokes that I usually say to try to stay in line. Uh, and then I've noticed that Bryn has been pulling me back a little bit. Uh, she's setting the Pull bar. Pulling you down, uh, you mean? The the bar. Okay, yeah, I guess it would be lower. The bar is is going down, lower and lower, and. Uh, I'm really surprised Leland's been uh, been quiet, staying above board there for quite a while too. I'm very professional. Just piss him <laughs> yeah. off, and then he'll start dropping all sorts of bombs. Well, I think we, you know, we don't we have the explicit tag on the after party episode, so that's right, a bit of right, a fr- right. a bit more of a free for all. But yeah, main... anything during the play session will get beeped, right? Yeah, and I think a a good beep is always even funnier sometimes than the actual word. Well, let's not get carried away now, John. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> There's a scary, a scary spice oh, Barbie doll. Yeah, you he's can get. scrolling through images of scary spice. I kind of forgot what she looked like. It's been like decades. I think we've crossed over the line where we're just shooting the shit versus uh, people actually listening for yeah, entertainment value. Don't even get us started on Victoria Beckham. <laughs> it's a. Um... It's actually kind of difficult to talk about episodes that were mostly combat too, right? Like, there's not really much to right. to talk about. Some of the, um, I think the next batch of three, there'll be lots to talk about. Yeah, right. there's more role play going yeah. on. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking looking forward to the next episodes. We're coming up like on some gotta... really exciting stuff. Yeah, um, do we do we want to do any plugs? That about dang what's... lantern is getting us into all sorts of trouble. That's a fantastic lantern. <laughs> How, uh, within the next, before the next after party, are we going to have a guest on? I forget how many were out. Yes. How many episodes yeah, in our out. next batch of three uh, episodes, we'll have our first guest uh, non-player character. So we're just uh, currently e- experimenting sexually with uh, NPC guests. And <laughs> so far it's going, so far it's going very Everybody well. Everybody seems We've to be all, enjoying so, it. Yeah, everyone. So no one, no one has asked to come back. Had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> we were NPC curious. And, yes, uh, NPC curious. Now yep. we're NPC cherry's been popped, as Elena would say. Okay. Yeah. Everyone has their. Like, could you start? Everyone has their safe word. Everyone. Knows I'm not their, the one that came up with that. Right. It's a safe word. Everyone knows their boundaries. Our it's... safe, our safe word is kumquat. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be misconstrued. I don't think uh, that's a good safe word. <laughs> Bill's getting confused. Bill's getting concerned now. The look on his face is It's okay, honey. I didn't use our safe word. Okay. Wow. And thanks for listening, folks. Uh... Okay, are we ready to sign off? Yes, I think uh, I think that's a good good as any place to end it. Maybe fifty three minutes too long, but. Uh... Uh... Yeah, so so stay tuned. Uh, Patrick Hillier is our is our going to be our first NPC guest. Um, he's you think he appears in? Uh, it'll be session seventeen and eighteen, I think. So yeah, stay tuned for that. I'm Bill. I play Falzerin, the half elf wizard, also known as Dealer of Death. I I'm Emily. I play Gozer, the half orc barbarian, also known as the Beater of Falzerin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Shaft. Uh, 
played by John, <laughs> and <laughs> I am the only rational thinker in the entire group. Accurate. I'm Elena. I play Bryn, the rogue elf, and my mind really isn't that dirty. It's all show to get you guys to laugh. I'm sorry. And I'm Leland Steele. And I talk too much. Thanks for listening. <laughs> See you on the next adventure. And that's our show. Our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. For your own musical inquiries, contact jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. All other music and ambient noise is courtesy of tabletopaudio.com. The Encouragement Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. Visit criticalhitdesign.com for all of your graphic design needs. You can find more info on the characters and world at encouragementparty.com. Enjoying the show? Have any questions or rules corrections? Email us, contact at encouragementparty.com, or reach out on social media. The Encouragement Party on Facebook and Instagram, at encouragementpar on Twitter, using the hashtag AfterPartyIP for a shout-out during our behind-the-screen after-party episodes that drop every fourth release. Happy adventuring! Okay. One, two, three. Wait, 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 what? what? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. All right. Build that love. Did everybody work. clap? I clapped. No, Leland not didn't. everyone clapped. Leland didn't clap. I, I didn't clap, but you, you, if everyone else did, that's fine. I'll, it's we only can, one. We can clap again. Let's do it again. No, matching matching one up isn't isn't a big deal. We can clap. Three, it takes two seconds. Wait, two, seconds. I know that, one. but like Bill started. Bill, we've never counted from one up before. I didn't know what number know, you were going to stop. I'm just trying on. to keep you guys on your toes. <laughs> oh, I thought you were counting down. Point, it was a good point. It could be infinity. <laughs> virtually, yeah. I should. You just counted up. What kind of sicko are you? Wait. <laughs> you were I there. I know. I didn't even notice. <laughs> uh, Wait a One, two, three, clap. It's pretty simple, people. <laughs> All right.